Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I'm well. Hello, Rick. Hello, friends. Well, listen, we answer questions on life, leadership, and the world we live in. And uh, a lot of times in this world, people have questions about God's Word. Yeah. So in Mark chapter 11, there's a little story there where Jesus approaches a fig tree and mm-hmm. curses the fig tree. Yep. What is that all about? Yeah, it's a question that people have when they read their Bible because um, Jesus, who is this visible image of the invisible God, who is filled with grace and truth, he not only curses a fig tree, but there's a really interesting aspect to uh, what is true of the fig tree when he does it. And it's troublesome the first time you read it because Matthew says that when he curses it, it immediately withers. And Mark makes it clear that it was actually, uh, it might have immediately withered, but the disciples didn't notice it for at least another day. Anyway, let's find out more about this. So we're in Mark 11. It happens to be what is commonly called the Passion Week. It's when um, Jesus had just had what's called the triumphal entry, where he comes into the city of Jerusalem and he's received by the people with all kind of verbal praise. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He's received as a king. What we're going to find out is that he goes into the city as a prophet and he speaks truth and he cleanses and condemns the temple as a priest who sees God being um, not honored there. And so we're going to see Jesus. This is unique for those of you who watch uh, this who or are Bible students. You'll see that in the Old Testament, there was never anybody who held the office of prophet, priest, and king, except for a guy named Melchizedek, which would be a real truth real quick way to do sometime, who's Melchizedek. And we find out that Jesus is a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, who is both a king and a priest. Jesus is all three of those offices. Um, and so anyhow, Mark 11. Watch this, Rick. Here's what happened. Jesus is on a Monday of Holy Week, the day after he had gone in the triumphal entry. It says this. It says, seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat from you again. And it says that his disciples were listening. Now, it seems crazy that Jesus would curse a fig tree that didn't have figs on it when it wasn't the season for figs. Explain that to me. Here's how I will. Most of us are not arborists, okay? We don't study trees and we don't uh, do a lot of uh, farming ourselves, And so we wouldn't understand this about fig trees. Fig trees throw off um, an early fruit. It's a little green bud about the size of an almond that people would go by and pick. And it wasn't the sweet, juicy fig that we now use to make Newtons, <laughs> fig Newtons, I guess. But um, it was still a fruit. It was still a little edible part of the tree, the, 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 um, the fruit of the tree that you could eat early. And it would always produce those before it produced leaves. So late March, and we know that the week that Jesus is uh, historically entering into Jerusalem at this moment is the first week in April. And so the fig tree would always produce little figs that were never uh, going to move to the figs that we eat that come in late May and early June. Um, but it would be there and you could eat them. And a lot of times, a lot of poor people did. And during that time of year, it was a bit of sustenance. It would produce those little green figs about the size of an almond before it would produce leaves. If a tree had leaves and no little green figs, it was a tree that was giving all the appearance of being a useful tree when, in fact, it wasn't, okay? Uh, It would never produce the figs we all look for in May or June if it didn't have the green figs before it gave leaves. What's interesting about this is that Jesus is using this as an example to say what I don't like is people who give the appearance of godliness, 
all right, but deny the fruit of godliness. Um, he goes into Jerusalem to the temple and he says, you guys have all this religious activity. There's still temple sacrifices going on. There are still people coming and bringing their offerings, but, um, but they are not worshiping God the way that they need to be worshiped. In fact, the leaders of the temple, we find out, are, are money changing and exploiting people. It's not a house of prayer for all nations. It's a house of exploitation of people. And it has dead ritual and dead religiosity and he brings a cursing. It's really not a temple cleansing at this point. It's a temple condemnation. What Jesus is doing is teaching his disciples, said, listen, here's what's gonna happen. The torch of representing me on earth is gonna leave Israel as a people, and it's going to be given to you. The keys of the kingdom are going to be given to those who know who the hope of Israel and the hope of the world is. It's the Messiah. It's Jesus. Now, it's interesting because the next day, on what would be Tuesday of Passion Week, they're walking back out, and it says the disciples see um, the, the tree, and they go, wow, that's the tree that Jesus cursed. It's a good idea, all right, to pay attention when Jesus says, blessed are you if this is true, or cursed are you if this is true. And so his disciples were always listening to him, just like we should. And you should especially listen to him when he says, it's gonna go well for you if you do this, or it's not gonna go well for you if you do this, all right? And Jesus was basically telling his disciples, hey, it's not gonna go well for you if you give the appearance of godliness, if you have a bunch of religiosity, but you don't bear fruit, okay, uh, in, in, with your repentance. And that's exactly what John the Baptist said when he first come crashing onto the scene, he told these wicked guys that it came out and he even got baptized. He said, hey man, you, you brood of vipers. <laughs> you know, who told you to come out here? He said, what you need to do is bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And the fruit that John the Baptist specifically was talking about in Luke 3 had everything to do with it ought to change the way you treat other people. You ought to be um, caring for other people, not exploiting them through manipulative religious practices in order to feather your bed. You ought to live sacrificially for others. So let me just close this up, all right? So Jesus cursed the fig tree because it should have had those little green pieces of fruit. Jesus was showing, I don't like the show of religion or the show of ritualistic obedience when it's not accompanied by that which a, a real relationship and reverence for God should always produce, which is a love for others, okay? And, uh, and you see that uh, in Luke 3, where John the Baptist is talking about it. Peter, the guy that had the conversation with Jesus when he was writing his last book, he says this in 2 Peter. Let me just turn there, and I'll read it to you. He says this. He says, hey, listen, it's great that you know about who Jesus is in the early verses of 2 Peter 1, but then he says, but I want you to add now to your faith. Okay, make sure you don't just have a said faith without a saving faith. Because a, a saving faith, it says, you should be diligent in your faith, and you should supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, in your brotherly kindness, love. And he says this, if the Spirit is truly in you, and you are paying attention to it, and not just using it, religion, to manipulate and dominate others, it says, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless or unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He cursed the fig tree because it looked like a tree that should produce fruit, but it didn't. And it's a great picture of the dead church in America where people are still heading there and going there, but they're not doing what it is they should be doing, which is um, walking by faith in a way that uh, produces the fruit, uh, caring for widows and orphans and uh, not living for what they're against, okay, but really uh, living in every way that they, they 
are representing Christ the way Christ should be represented. We have way too many folks who are churchmen and not Christ followers. Thanks, Todd. I didn't know you knew so much about fig trees. Thank well, you so much. You know why I did? Because I read that and it confused me. Well, thank you. Well, hey, listen, <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to go grab some fig newtons and there we'll you see go. you next week on another episode.